Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. When it comes to elections, the casting of the ballot is only the last piece in a jigsaw that has many interlocking pieces. The others include voter awareness, registration, motivation to vote and so on. As in all other walks of life, technology has played a growing role in each of these aspects, but it's had its share of controversy too. Can technology revolutionize the way India votes? All Indians matter. We have on the show Swaraj Shetty who has led mobile and digital initiatives for transformative civic engagement campaigns like Votekar India, India Against Corruption, the Lok Satta Movement and the Mahavoter Campaign. Swaraj was awarded the Mumbai Mirror Mumbai Heroes Award in 2017 and the Social Media for Empowerment 2018 Award for South Asia from Deaf India. Swaraj needs outreach for the Citizens Collective, the Litmus Test project working on interventions around active citizenship and good governance. In 2019, he completed the US State Department's IVLP fellowship. In the Elections and Democracies program, he explored, he explored strategies to enhance political engagement in challenging environments such as post-conflict transition, quasi-authoritarian states, conflict zones, and underdeveloped societies. In 2017, he was part of the Mahavoter campaign in collaboration with the Maharashtra State Election Commission. The goal was to increase the voting percentages in local body elections, which traditionally have low turnouts. As a result of their outreach via a mobile website, chatbots, social media, and on-ground activities, they helped raise turnout by 12%. Recently, he led the community-driven digital campaign for the Citizens Initiative, Khana Chahiye, which reached 20 million people online organically and crowdsourced volunteers and funds to provide 4.5 million meals to the needy in Mumbai during the COVID-19 crisis. Welcome to the show, Swaraj. Hi, Ashraf. Good evening. It's great to be here. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to be here. Thank you. You're very welcome. Swaraj, what made you first think of applying technology to provide election-related solutions? Right. So, I started my career with, you know, the messaging platform Gupshap, you know, where I was part of the R&D team. You know, I worked mm-hmm. there for a decade working on communication tech. So, you know, this was in the early days of the mobile internet in India between 2009 and 2012. So here I was evangelizing social media to brands, IPL teams, who, you know, Facebook had just come. So, you know, they were just trying out social media. So, you know, that that was a phase where I kind of entered into this communication tech space. And, you know, as a platform, we went up from 16 million users to 60 million users in that phase. And that gave me like a lot of depth and, you know, insights into how a social platform works from the inside. Because, you know, we used to, uh, we had around 3 lakh publishers. But obviously, you know, by the time we kind of got out and started putting out a platform out, Facebook and Twitter were already here. They had a richer platform. And, you know, our platform basically died. Uh, in the second half of my stint at Gupshap, you know, we started uh, building and deploying some catching, cutting edge, uh, you know, chatbot related solutions. So, you know, we built a messaging app for team communication called Team Chat. I worked with brands like Vogue and HDFC in building, you know, a chatbot related strategy for internal communications, for engagement with subscribers. Plus, you know, I used to, because I was part of the R&D team, I used to build experimental chatbots. So they were, I built a bot, chatbot called Jokebot, which got viral in Southeast Asia. And, you know, it got a, a million users in like three months. So this was the kind of experimental uh, communication tech space, which I had for my day job. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was one element of it. 
parallelly over the last one decade, you know, as part of the litmus test project, which is a citizen collective where me, Ruben, Ankita and, you know, the bunch of others have been working together for a decade. Here we were, you know, kind of intervening in various civic engagement campaigns. And, you know, some members from the Littles uh, Test Project, this was before me, you know, Rubin and Ankita were involved in the Jagore campaign, which happened in 2009. And this was for voter registration, focused on college college students and corporates. Uh, What we realized over the years is that, you know, generally political and civic awareness has increased. Back in 2009, you know, when these guys were doing voter registration, there was no widespread technology. Uh, everybody didn't have a mobile phone or those who had didn't have internet. And, you know, the registration was a very physical, cumbersome process. I think all of that changed once the government came up with the National Voter Services Portal, you know, which became like a one-stop portal for registration. And that solved the voter registration problem that was there initially. Uh, With Mm -hmm. all this coming into place, right, we decided to focus on the other problem related to elections, which Mumbai had not solved, which was mobilization to reach, inform and you know, engage voters to get out and vote were already registered. And we thought, you know, using best technology and best talent, uh, crowdsourcing best technology and best talent, uh, because we are a citizen movement and not an organization, we thought we could make a difference. So that was the idea behind, like, you know, approaching the election commission or getting into this. Right, right. Uh, uh, so we'll come to the Mahavoter 2017 campaign in a second. But uh, tell us first about the 2014 digital initiatives for the Lok Sabha, Lok Satta movement in the run-up to the general elections. I believe you applied crowdsourcing to get recommendations for reforms. So tell us how you did that and what were the results? Awesome. So yeah, so Lok Satta, you know, the whole Lok Satta experience was brilliant for me. Um, Lok Satta is basically an NGO which works on advocacy and later, you know, briefly it became a political party. Ruben introduced, introduced me to the Lok Satta folks, you know, back in 2010-11 when right. they were doing uh, some meetings, you know, to kind of evangelize the Nagarraj yeah. bill. Yeah, yeah the, sorry, I'll just interrupt for one second. When you say Ruben, I, I'm assuming you're referring to Ruben Mascarenas, who's part of the, now part of the Amadmi party, but also yeah. run, ran, uh, is part of the very successful Khana Chaiye campaign, which fed uh, the poor during the lockdown. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, that's Ruben Mascarenas. So basically me, Ruben Mascarenas and a bunch of other folks, although Ruben has turned political now, at that point in time, you know, we were part of a non-political civic engagement group, uh, you know, which is the litmus test project. So yeah, so, you know, uh, so once Ruben introduced me there, you know, I kind of got in and I kind of realized that, you know, I got to interact with JP Naran, who, you know, is the founder of Lok Satta, And he's also the author of the RTI Act. Plus, he has shaped many other reforms like the National Rural Health Mission, JM, mm-hmm. URM. So, the core philosophy of Lok Satta was systematic solutions, right? Uh, whatever problems we see, right, be it corruption, poverty, you know, the logic was these are symptoms of a bigger disease, which are systematic uh, systematic faults. So, you know, uh, you know, this was the basic uh, introduction to, before that, you know, we always thought, you know, uh, uh, c- citizens can get involved through voting. Or, you know, protest or something like that. But where you could kind of come and, uh, you know, give your inputs for policy, make representation. That was the Lok Satta way of doing things. And one of the key urban reforms that Lok Satta worked on was the Community Participation Bill, which is also called the Nagarraj Bill. So which spoke about urban panchayats and, you know, there was this draft bill that a lot of states implemented. So, uh, you know, what Lok Satta did was, you know, implementing the Nagarraj Bill on, on ground in cities like Mumbai, Bangalore and Hyderabad. And through a bunch of engagements with local stakeholders, and you know, they crowdsourced ideas because this was a draft bill. 
how best this could be implemented on the ground. So that was the Lok Sattha experience. And in 2014, as I said, right, they briefly became a political party. So we did contest both state and Lok Sattha elections in AP and Telangana. Uh, we didn't win anything, but personally, it was a great experience for me, considering the scale of the campaign and how we executed it with zero right. budget and a small team. So I think the whole Lok Sattha experience has uh, influenced us to design and plan citizen interventions, which we currently carry out as part of the litmus uh, test project. So one of the right. things JP used to say is that, you know, the brightest and the best can solve, you know, can only solve the complex problems we have. Uh, not to say that we are the brightest and the best, but we realize that it happens through collaboration. I might not have the ideas or the solutions, but if I get 100 people who care to, you know, and some of the simpler problems, uh, you know, it can be solved. So that was the whole Lok Sattha, uh, you know, way of doing things, which we carried forward post, you know, our association with the organization. Right. So let, let, let's come to the Mahavota campaign now, Suraj. Tell us what exactly was the Mahavota campaign and how did the idea come about? Right. So I think, you know, uh, Mumbai, you know, traditionally has like a 40% turnout in local body elections. elections That's right. Like, traditionally, very, very low turnouts in Bombay. Correct. And especially for local body elections, right? right. And, you know, you definitely see the headlines that Mumbaikers don't care. But, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone focus on the national elections. And, you know, no one votes for this. People still vote for the state elections. But the, the election that matters the most or kind of covers the issues that actually affect the citizens is the local body elections. And that doesn't cover, get covered. And, you know, the whole perception was that people don't care about it. But we knew that wasn't true because through the Lok Sattha interactions, we knew that there were act- people were actually concerned with the issues that matter to them, be it garbage, potholes, flooding. What was needed was a campaign to engage the citizens. And what we noticed was, you know, whenever the election commission was used to do these campaigns, it was always one way, right? Uh, another idea that we kind of focused on was like, there are just two elements to getting people to vote. You know, the why to vote, why why does anybody need to vote and how do they go about it, right? And this is the reason where the drop-offs happen, right? People think their vote doesn't matter or people don't know where, where the polling booth is or who the candidates are. And especially in local body elections, all candidates look the same, you know. Uh, so there is that, you know, lack of information that is there. So we thought that if you make this information accessible, simple to understand, easy to consume, we knew that young people would respond. So we approached the deputy state election commissioner, Mr. Avinash Sanas, and told him that, you know, using best technology, best mobilization techniques, which are interactive, we could make a difference. Uh, And, you know, we were actually surprised because, you know, we have a perception about people in government and how they are. We saw that, you know, the election commission folks were more enthusiastic about this than us, right? Not only what they were doing, even about our ideas. So, you know, we got together, put some of our ideas, what we could do, some of their ideas, we gave them some suggestions how they could do it. And the first step was essentially to build something we call the voter guide, which is essentially, you know, which answers that question, why does anybody kind of need to vote for the BMC elections? And that was the first step. And that's how the entire engagement started rolling out, probably three months before that, before the elections. The elections were in Feb. Uh, we started the engagement in December. But before that, you know, Ruben and a few other people were already engaged with the election commission in the build-up to the election, kind of, you know, helping them with some inputs for other things. Yeah. So that was right. the start. And what, what role did technology play in achieving the objectives? Right. So I think we'll start with the simplest technology that we use, right? As I said, all campaigns are one way and it's a hit or miss. You know, uh, whether the campaign is a hit or miss is always discovered on election day. 
So, you know, we thought we should have something in between. So, as I said, the simplest, uh, you know, technology that lies, uh, exists right now is a missed call technology, right? You give a missed call, you get a yeah. call. So, you know, we kind of introduced that as a pledge that, you know, even before elections, let's give some people an actionable. But it wasn't just a random actionable. Once you gave a missed call, you would get a message with the voter tool link. So, it was, you know, one, you know, let's say we are doing a lot of messaging around why you need to vote. And then you decide to take action. So, you know, you give a missed call. But immediately you get the voter tools, which kind of help you with the how to vote. So you click a button, you know, you drop in your location, you know where your polling booth is. If you don't know who your candidates are, you know, the same drop of location, it will give you, you know, what they've submitted in their uh, affidavits as, uh, you know, uh, information that was available in a comparative way. So this was one element of it. And the missed call part, you know, we got around 17 lakh missed calls. The election commission really went hard on the campaign part of it. You know, and that kind of gave us the first impetus that people do care about this elections, and there are enough people interested in, you know, engaging. So that was the starting point. Uh, also with the voter tools that we built, right? There was traditionally a problem with the election commission website, you know, kind of crashing yeah. on election day. And, you know, so what we did was we built a parallel elastic, elastic voter search with the team at CraftPixel, you know, one of our partners who came on Pro Bono built. So this was built as a backup voter search engine in case there is any problem because this was tied to, you know, Facebook sent a notification to like a lot of people on election day, right? And this link went with that. So, you know, that's this was the backup that we built. Uh, some 40 lakh voter search, uh, uh, you know, happened on that site. And, you know, the number of visitors were around 10 to 15 lakh. So that actually shows that people were not just coming and searching for, you know, their voter information. They were helping people also. So, you know, right. citizens also, I'll probably touch up on that a little ahead. But sure. you know, the, the whole part was like, you know, the tools that we built, uh, you know, were essentially designed to like close the loop in that why and how question. Also, as part of this, we built an experimental chatbot, you know, which was, again, a more evolved thing than the website where, you know, you just, as I told you, you just drop a location, you know, where to vote who the candidates are. But the only problem there was, it was on the Messenger platform at that stage. And Messenger was not as widespread as, let's say, WhatsApp is, right? So we got around 25,000 users on it. But, you know, these guys did a lot of engagement. Probably if we had uh, WhatsApp integration, what exists today, right? WhatsApp allows chatbot, mm-hmm. you would have probably got lacks because a lot of our engagement and, the you know, I'll get to the outreach part if the, you know, little later. But, you know, sure. uh, a lot of our uh, campaign was not driven by us. It happened organically because the city adopted the campaign. So, yeah. But on the technology part, if I had to break it down, the simple technology was the missed call, the, the advanced tools was the voter search and the chatbot that we built. Right. And the election commission, the state election commission, seems to have pretty much bought into the idea and become part of the campaign itself. Correct. I think, you know, that was like the driving force behind this, right? Because see, we kind of get credit because, you know, we are the citizen, uh, you know, the public face of the campaign, right? But the election commission actually, you know, was as involved or more involved than us in the actual rollout, even not just their campaigns, you know, it became a totally integrated campaign by the end of it. But what happened was, you know, they believed in us. And I think this has to do with our constant engagement with the election commission. Although we didn't do a campaign like this before, but, you know, we used to constantly go and meet them, right? And kind of give us give our representations as part of Lok Sattha. Even in 2009, I think the election commission was part of Jagore. So they knew us as a bunch of guys who kind of, you know, were not just coming up with just a simple campaign for like, you know, for the namesake part of it, right? So they saw mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, we had, you know, what we said had some value. 
they took a leap of faith to like you know let a, a bunch of young people to integrate into their campaign also you know the election commission played a key role in the distribution of the voter tools that we had right the election commission and the bmc went all out is like if you were in bombay at that point in time there was no way you would have missed that you know elections were happening there were billboards right. everywhere there were posters on buses railways were doing announcements you know the police checkpoints even the railings that were there you know that had the vote yes yes i remember all that actually yeah right? uh, also one key thing that they did was you know see this kind of a campaign and this kind of a result is not possible by one digital campaign or two voter tools this requires on ground thing one interesting thing that they did was they did a partnership with mumbai university and you know the election we did that but the election commission enabled that and we ran a campaign called shat pratishat you know the idea was that you know uh, it's not just you know on top, you know digital messaging that will work if the mobilization happens within institutions run by people within the institution so we ran like a campaign where college students started promoting the missed call number and you know we tried to create like a competition kind of a thing although we had very little time to create a dashboard and everything but the whole idea was like hey ruya college 100% people have given a you know a pledge to vote so that kind of a campaign went out you know mumbai university enabled that the election commission also worked with the labor commission so some of these parts are not like where we were actively involved but i'm just giving you a sense of how sure. you know maybe all of these always happens but because we were involved with the election commission we kind of saw like you know the kind of effort they put in to make sure that you know this whole activity as a whole and the call to actions are acted upon so you know they yeah. the labor commission uh, election commission got the labor commission to you know send a notification that don't just give people holidays you know uh, on voting day but check the next day if they have actually voted right yeah. so i'm pretty sure they actually didn't do that but just that you know when the mail goes out inst- instead of saying tomorrow is a holiday if it adds the line oh we are going to check you know if you voted or not that automatically leads to more people voting right so so all these multiple there was like a series of micro things that happened as part of the election commission effort and you know as part of what we did as outreach on the tech front you know they allowed us to build the voter tools this was completely built in 3 weeks uh, you know one key thing was data protection norms were to be followed right so we were not given access to voter data for the search engine that we built uh, what we did was within their ecosystem you know they gave us access to an api that the data could only be pulled out when somebody on the tool puts in their information right yeah. so but yeah. you know typically if you are to build this in a normal scenario in any government thing it would be a 6 8 month project but they kind of understood the gravitas of what we're trying to build and why it was necessary so they went all out to like the election commission a tech team i think it's the nic team which kind of sits out of kolaba uh, they kind of worked sleepless uh, you know nights as well they spent like weeks with us just to get the voter tools up before election day so i think the election commission played a key role not only in like it was not that we just did a bunch of things yeah. and it helped it was completely driven by both a uh, set of uh, you know uh, both these forces coming together because yeah and i think it's important also swaraj to call that out because you know too often bureaucracy gets a bad name mm-hmm. but uh, there are instances where you know they step up and do a great job so i think it's important to call that out and i'm glad that you did but swaraj moving on Uh, you know one is of course the what you did with the election commission but what about other collaborations that you forged for this project correct so you know exactly as you said right uh, uh, it's important to call out like you know the good way of being done uh, either in government or you know which traditionally doesn't get on the collaboration part right so on the technology front we had gupshup which where i used to work so they came on as the chatbot partners and they built the 
chatbot from scratch. Uh, we also had the brilliant team at CraftPixel who not only built the Elastic Voter Search website, but they also built the APIs for the chatbot features for the candidate search and you know the voter search thing. I think the third team that came in was a team from Bangalore called Mapinity, which builds like ma- mapping APIs because you know once the person pe- uh, once the uh, voter puts in his location, that has to be translated into uh, you know uh, a, a piece of information which will identify his ward, right? So we can give him relevant information slotted. So th- these were the three teams that came together pro bono last minute, and all three teams on the technology front. These three teams plus the NIC team from the uh, Maharashtra Election Commission side. These were the four teams which kind of worked, you know, collaboratively on the technology front of you know the whole voter tool right, that right. we built. Yeah. But do you think, uh, Suraj, that technology was the only factor in the turnout rising by 12% or, you know, there was a non-tech part also, right, to the whole campaign. And do you think that was equally responsible? I, I Exactly. I think, see, uh, it's about, you know, both. It's like the chicken and egg thing, right? Both need to be there. You need to have like the tech elements, the voter tools, but you also need the outreach and the awareness. And I spoke about the ground campaign by the election commission, right? There was amazing visibility there. You couldn't miss it. Plus, you know, a bunch of things happened on the creative side also. So the election commission itself created a bunch of films, you know, uh, regional uh, influencers, and they kind of use local TV and advertising. What we did was our focus was the, you know, youth and urban voters. So, you know, we kind of reached out to people like the Phantom Films, uh, Vikram Aditya Motwani and team made a film, uh, AIB made a film, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, and this was not just a simple, you know, it's, it's election day, go out and vote. Although there was a very, uh, you know, the timelines were really tight, there was serious thought given. For example, AIB, what they did was they got all Mumbai stand-up comedians, right? Young ones, not just yeah. people who were in AIB. They got a bunch of people, Sahil Shah. You know, it was like a collaborative thing where they came and for five minutes, right, they made like a really funny script. And they again spoke about the things which was in the voter guide, right? Not like some random, like, you know, creative idea, go out and vote. This was all based on why to vote, how to vote. And, you know, they made a beautiful, there were two other production houses, Cordyform and, uh, you know, uh, I think Imped Media. They also made these short films and all these films obviously went online. But the election commission also ensured that they were played in theaters, you know, before films, right? Mm-hmm. On the design side, you know, bunch of, and all of this is pro bono, right? Like our budget, like our whole campaign, the tech front was pro bono. All these people did pro bono stuff. The other critical side was like the design part of it, right? We had two, two agencies, you know. Uh, one was Teen Bandar, uh, another was uh, uh, Mindstorm. They came in and, you know, they kind of uh, designed creatives, again, taking the voter guide message and breaking it down into smaller consumable pieces without, like, you know, making it trivial. So these were some of the uh, content side partnership. Two other critical partnerships that were critical to this uh, campaign were the partnerships with Twitter and Facebook. So Twitter kind of helped us with outreach, uh, you know, with our handle, you know, as part of the Twitter for Good program. Plus, you know, they organized the Periscope session on the main Twitter India handle where they got Mumbai journalists, they got some activists, they got election officials to explain to the young, you know, uh, urban voters why and how. So again, the messaging was the same why and how to vote, but from different stakeholders from their perspective, right? The Like, for the example, three Mumbai journalists, right? Uh, Nikhil Wagle was there, Varun uh, Singh was there. And these are like different age groups, different experiences, people who have, you know, predominantly covered the local civic space. So when they come and, you know, they have actual, you know, beyond just saying, hey, this is important, they kind of gave instances mm-hmm. of, you know, how it differs and how it changes things, right? Each vote. Yeah. So this was another part. The last part I'll cover here is like, you know, 
you know, the main collaboration, as I said, was with the citizens of Bombay, Mumbai, because, you know, our whole voter tools and everything went viral on WhatsApp, which we are not planned, you know. So that hmm. is another collaborator to the voter tool and the tech thing in terms of outreach that happened and which made it into this campaign that it happened. It's fascinating, Swaraj. Swaraj, but let me just let, uh, try to play the devil's advocate here. Every country is different. And in India, especially access to technology is still an issue. Mm-hmm. So when we say, uh, you know, the question, can technology really transform mm-hmm. how people register and vote? Is that possible in India? And if yes, how? I think, see, people respond to incentives, right? And technology is an incentive to make it easy for people to do good. So I think, uh, you know, people would, take the next step uh, if you make it easy and accessible to them. I think technology enables speed and, you know, consumption. For example, what we did was, you know, we made candidate info, you know, voting info widely accessible. And we, you know, made the reasons to vote widely, you know, accessible. So that was the only thing that we did. And that led to like, you know, I don't know uh, whether it actually did. But the, the assumption is that it leads to better candidates getting voted for. You know, better candidate leads to better governance and more voting. And, you know, that's the cycle we are trying to kind of create, right? The other mm-hmm. thing is the access to technology, which you mentioned, the issue with that. I think that's being solved to some extent with the advent of cheap smartphones and the 4G re- revolution and everything. But yeah, I think still we need to go to the absolute last mile. But I think, uh, you know, over, over the next five, six years, I think we'll have 100% uh, reach with every voter is my uh, assumption. There might be some uh, this thing. The other thing is related to tech is like, you know, the registration process, as I mentioned earlier, has been totally mm-hmm. reformed via the, you know, the NVSP portal, right? I think what ne- needs to be done is like the technology is there, the tools are there. There needs to be more awareness and mobilization, especially on the registration and the mobilization part, right? To get new people to kind of uh, vote, register, get out to vote. And I think the technology is already there, accessible. Yeah, it will take time for everybody to access it. But I think broadly, everything is there. It's just about intent and people kind of, you know, using the tools that are there. Right. So when it comes to all these interlocking pieces that I spoke about, awareness, registration, etc. Which areas can we start working on right away? Right. So I think it will be extremely helpful if the election commission starts the awareness or the mobilization campaigns a few months before like in an election, not just one month before any election. Uh, They can also, uh, you know, try what we did with the uh, Mahavoter campaign, right? To build an interactive campaign instead of just one-way bombarding. Because see, these voter tools, they also kind of use and kind of deploy. It's become a fairly common thing. Uh, Although we kind of, you know, uh, it was fairly unique in 2017. Uh, Also, there needs to be some continuity in best practices, right? Like, for example, some of the things that we saw and implemented in 2017, we saw that, you know, was not being done for the Lok Sabha elections or the state elections, which happened in Mumbai. So I think there needs to be some continuity there in whatever good happens. Uh, Also, the learning process and, you know, uh, has to be there. Also, you know, one more element which I can kind of point out is the whole name missing in the voter list problem. I think that needs to be looked at, although I'm not an expert on that, but I kind of know that, uh, you know, in the revision of the voter list post-election, some names are missed out. And, you know, people generally discover it on election day and, you know, they put it out. I went, I didn't vote. So, you know, I think like if somebody turns up and his name was there, you know, there should be some mechanism. If Maybe what happens in the US is like, you know, you can vote, you know, if there is any doubt, they'll check later. And, you know, if your name was uh, stuck out by mistake, they'll consider your vote. Or, you know, there should be better communication. When this revised lists are come out, 
you know people don't know about it because you can go and check whether your name is there or not on the nv uh, you know the portal but you don't know when this revised list comes out the election commission sends out a notification they send out some sms and you know but most people miss it like i don't remember getting any of those updates you know mm-hmm. on my thing so you know that is one area that needs to kind of be worked upon yeah. is what i've said So let's look a little at a, some sort of a futuristic uh, scenario. Do you think e-voting mm-hmm. or voting electronically without actually going to a booth is feasible in India? Uh, see, I think the technology exists, and it's a matter of time. You know, this might come in. Uh, but you know, even with the existing technology with EVMs, right? There is a bunch of doubt, and uh, there is a bunch of questions that are asked, right? And you have the VVPAT. a uh, verification thing which is coming to kind of you know validate that mm. secure but i think it's not a question of technology i think technology is already there i think it's about what people consider as a fair and free and fair election i think e voting uh, you know it's a question the see for example you know there are multiple things that could happen right one is like you know the question of how do you know whether the person has voted that can be kind of solved through technology to fingerprint or something but there is another kind of you know there are multiple things that come up here right what about virtual booth capturing what if somebody take goes and takes over a cyber cafe captures 15 people they basically running their own polling booth so i think see these are things uh, you know which uh, can be solved i think there is not a technology problem here i think it's more about the perception part of it uh, you know that's why i am not sure if it's feasible in india although the technology is there and it can be implemented in a fairly secure way but i think just the perception of not only the election being fair uh, free and fair also it needs to be seen to be free and fair and you know unhackable and there's a lot of thing you know unknowns with technology right so that thing is like a roadblock to you know e voting e voting is what i feel yeah i think that's just, those are very valid points in fact given the recent doubts about evms this sort of a thing is a real issue and until we can really resolve that mm-hmm. uh, e-voting is a is a long way off so uh, swaraj my final question actually uh, how can india move now mm-hmm. phase wise towards a deeper and better technology paradigm in elections i understand that e-voting is an issue but it can be applied of course in many other uh, technology can be applied to many other aspects of voting correct so i think see as you mentioned right e-voting could lead to like you know there are a lot of positives it could lead to 100% voter turnout technically you know it removes that excuse one has not to vote it could let lead to accessibility for disabled vote. there are a lot of positives but as i said earlier right you need the verification mechanisms like vvpat is a good verification mechanism but right now it's restricted to 5% of every round of voting and some of the opposition have been asking for 25% another thing which is coming in with like the advent of technology is how secure it is like i i don't know if you've heard about the recent solar wind attacks that happened in the us where even the most secure ecosystems within the state department you know they have been breached and they have been breached for years without anybody knowing about it right mm-hmm. so this whole hackers are evolving uh, you know so before we get into technology into you know the getting into the voting process i think you know it's about like you know uh, the current technology is sufficient to kind of deploy in the mobilization and the registration thing which is not that uh, you know uh, uh, risk averse and you know there's no not too much risk there so i think you know the and the problem with you know i think the problem with uh, election seeming unfair is what you see in the us right now right mm-hmm. uh, the the whole uh, idea it defeats the whole purpose of democracy if there is doubt about the whole process so in that is one element of it 
in terms of what the election commission can do to get greater participation and inform voting i think they should engage more with the electorate right and have multiple touch points you know like and learn from other campaigns there's a lot of uh you know it's not just us like even i kind of because i'm in the space you know i was part of the as ivlp program there i saw some other uh, globally how people do elections you know here also i see some state election commissions you know using innovative ways it's about learning from each other and i think one thing that i've kind of uh, you know picked up over you know a decade of mobilization is that uh you know there's a perception that people have short attention spans nowadays you know because of the large amount of content i don't think they have short attention spans they have short consideration span because the amount of input information that they consume so if you serve mm-hmm. something that is you know uh, easy to consume that is sensible that is for good it will be consumed and acted upon right so that that is what essentially the election commission should do uh, all state election commission do learn from each other keep building on what's been done uh one definite area which you know we can look on you know making information related to voting more accessible i think the tools are there you know it just needs government civic society i think there are organizations like praja who do it who put out report cards so yes one problem is like of, of getting new people to vote but the bigger problem is somebody who comes and votes the first time then he thinks that his vote didn't matter you know that 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 is another problem which needs to be addressed i don't know whether it's the election i don't think it's the election commission's job you know there needs to be some more civic organizations do that where they put out report cards uh see for all these things now the existing uh, technology is good uh it's about intent and initiative i think people in government civil society and also the ngo space need to stop building fancy tools right which no one uses the buzzword and ai and all are fancy but not required it's at least for communication tech related to mobilization the current basic website chatbot tools are enough it's about creating you know easy to use tools and you know making it accessible and i think what's required to solve these complex problems is you know subject matter expertise which is there in government you know there which is there for, with this larger ngos who's been working on these problems and i think there are good people in government and they are open to collaborate so you know i kind of uh, kind of go back to lok satta and you know one line which i heard jp say right you don't have to kind of see the whole staircase you have to take the first step so i would say that you know obviously it's the government's responsibility but it's also the responsibility of uh, you know experienced professionals in whatever field technology digital communication to kind of you know do the take the first step and reach out you know not as a vendor or this thing but you know uh, kind of uh, see where as a civic uh, I, i know it's difficult with your regular jobs and everything but we've been doing this for a large amount of time and you know you always create those collaboration and you always keep on growing so i think yeah that is another element i would leave that you know Uh, experts and you know the technologists also need to kind like, proactively approach the government see because once you approach them they're ready to maybe they don't know where to kind of find you but you know where to go and kind of reach out and they're open so i think that is one more element government taking a proactive step but also uh, election commissions in this case but also citizens doing their bit and trying to get involved i think that will lead to uh, not only this problem like some of the other problems and as you mentioned thana te also right uh i think our problems are too complex for one person or one organization to you know solve i think it requires like uh, a collaborative effort and i think uh litmus project the organization or the collective we are part of is working in that direction and we hope to kind of work on the next election also i think it's coming up in a year and probably build on what we did during uh 17 and the mistakes that we did learn from them and probably roll out another voter awareness campaign and maybe this time we can go a little up from 55% which was a 12% increase which we got in 17 yeah right. 
Absolutely, Swaraj. I think the very, very valid points. It's not about fancy buzzwords and complex technology. Always, it's about ease of use and relevance. Uh, Swaraj, thanks so much for coming on the show. Technology and elections make for an interesting mix. The one that's worth debating and knowing more about. Thank you, thank you, uh, and you know, thank you for having me here. And it was great to like kind of revisit the whole campaign. So it was great to be here. Look forward to you know engage. And thank you all for listening. Please visit www.allindiansmatter.in. That's A double L I N D I A N S M A W T E R dot I N for more columns and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer. That's A S H R A F E N G I N W E R and All Indians Count. That's A double L I N D I A N S C O U N T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Mail me at editor at allindiansmatter dot in. Catch you again soon. Idea Blue Studios.